La, 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 Hello, la, my friend, and welcome back for another episode of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. Last week, I shared with you Jaina's list of weight loss ridiculousness. My embarrassing list of things that I've done to try and lose weight. Before I released the episode, I asked my Instagram family, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done to try and lose weight? And I loved the answers. Do you know why? Because without even hearing my list, some of you said the same things that I did. Oh, it's so nice to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> and I think that's the beautiful thing about sharing our stories. We can connect over our weirdness. Woo! Woo! Let's, Let's be weird, weird together. together. Am I right? So here are some of my favorite answers. Someone said, I drink lemon water with cayenne pepper for two days and then quit. It was supposed to last for 10 days. I don't blame you. I couldn't do that for more than two days either. Uh, someone said, I tried drinking skinny tea. I bought a celebrity cleanse. I've chewed my food and spat it out. Me too. <laughs> I tried the soup diet 15 years ago, quit on day one and had pizza for lunch instead. You're my kind of people. <laughs> oh my God. I was on a diet of milk and jello. No other food. I was in my early 20s. It worked. <laughs> the potato diet. Only potatoes. It did work. Now, here's something you may not know about me. I'm actually a registered holistic nutritionist. Yep. Graduated with a 97% average from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I'm going to put on my nutritionist hat right now just for a second and say, of course those things work because there's no way you could eat enough jello, milk or potatoes to fill your day's worth of calories. You'd for sure be at a deficit by the end of the day and eventually lose weight. But anytime you cut out whole food groups or stick to eating one thing consistently, you'll of course lose weight. But in the process, you'll be incredibly vitamin and mineral deficient. You could lose weight eating nothing but Oreos if you wanted, but your body would be so depleted and you'd never ever feel satisfied and your health would eventually suffer. Sorry, I just needed to say it. Taking my hat off now. Where were we again? Oh, right. Out of all of the answers I received, not one single person said, I went on a weight loss reality TV show. And that's where we pick up this week. I'm so excited for this episode. It's a story I've kept in my back pocket ever since starting Big Lash Energy, and I saved it till today. It seems suiting to mention it around New Year's, you know? So listen up as I share the story of how I ended up on a weight loss reality TV show. I'll give you a little insight as to what it was like behind the scenes. And my guess is once you've heard about my experience, you're never going to watch reality TV shows the same again. So hang on to your remote control, my friend, because today I'm telling the story of how Mariah Carey and a Thai chef named Grace inspired me to lose weight on reality TV. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favourite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. I used to watch Oprah every single day after school. If I was home and it was 4 p.m., that show was on. They used to promote the hell out of upcoming episodes. And one week, they mentioned that Mariah Carey was going to be a guest. And she was going to spill all the tea as to how she lost a bunch of weight. At that time, I was competing in a pageant and I had an evening wear competition coming up. So I was counting down till the episode. Come on, Mimi, tell me all the secrets. I'm all ears. The day of the episode, I raced home from school and parked my ass on the couch. They started the interview, but kept teasing that the secret would be right after the break. Then another break. And then another break. Finally, they got to the segment that I was waiting for. The anticipation had been killing me. I put down my Slurpee and got ready to take notes. When they finally got to the point, Oprah said, Mariah, you look amazing. Tell us your secret. How did you get back to the 
the weight you were at in high school. Well, as Mariah Carey does, she batted her eyes a few times, took the most flattering pose, then looked right into the camera and said, Oh my gosh, it was so much easier than I thought it would be. I thought, perfect, let's do this. I'm going to look amazing on stage. She finished her sentence. I just hired a chef and a personal trainer. Wow, thanks for the completely unrelatable advice. Oprah's audience was almost all retired women and stay-at-home moms, so I joined with all of them in disappointment. Like, really? No shit, Mariah, but who could afford that? Fast forward to eight years later, okay? So now I'm working at a Thai restaurant. I'm the only white girl. I knew all the dishes. I loved the food. The owner, however, was was the, the worst. She was the bossiest, nastiest woman I've ever met. She owned the restaurant and she also ran the kitchen. She was the head chef and apparently she'd cooked for Thai royalty at some point and now I guess that meant that she thought everyone else could kiss her ass. I mean, I'm not even kidding. I had a table complain about a meal one time and she came out of the kitchen, asked me, is this the guy who complained about the curry? I said yes and she threw a spoon at the guy. No joke. Since she was so terrible, we had a really hard time keeping staff, which meant that I was always getting called in on my days off to cover when people didn't show up. The restaurant was super popular and it was in a very nice neighborhood in Yaletown. So celebrities would eat there when they were in town. I've served Jessica Alba once as well as Jason Statham and apparently the Britney Spears of Thailand, but I had no idea who she was. Anyways, after one particularly horrible night, I went out for a drink with one of the bartenders. He was Thai and spoke it fluently with the other staff all the time. So I said, you know what? I have a feeling that Grace has a code name for me. And he goes, um... What do you mean? I said, well, whenever she's speaking Thai to everyone, I never hear her say the word Jaina, even though I know she's talking about me. Things suddenly became really awkward. He was avoiding eye contact and I said, okay, so she does have a name for me. Can you tell me what it is? He said, I don't want you to be upset. So I bought him three more drinks and then he told me. Okay. She calls you fat pig. I'm sorry, what? He said, actually, everyone in the restaurant calls you fat pig. What? 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 Are you fucking kidding me? At this point, I just pictured one of the many phone calls that I'd received while I was out enjoying one of my days off. She'd call and say something like, hello, Jaina baby, is there any way you can come into work today? And I'd be in the middle of something and then say, okay, Grace, don't worry, I can come help you. Then I'd drop whatever I was doing, run across downtown and grab the horrible dress I had to wear to work in. Meanwhile, she'd hang up the phone and say, don't worry, guys, fat pig is coming into work. When I say I wanted to burn the place down, I'm really not kidding. I actually mean it, truly. My blood was boiling. Then once the anger subsided, I asked myself, am I fat? I'd never really considered it before. Now, a couple months after that, the photographer that I was dating and I went on a trip to Mexico. And of course, since he took photos for a living, he took a lot of pictures of me. Now, this was before the time that we had cameras on our phones. We weren't taking 500 pictures of ourselves a day and I didn't know my good angles or a thing about filters or lighting. This was back when we'd just take pictures and either have them developed or if you had a fancy digital camera, you'd load them onto the computer when you got home. Well, when we got home, he loaded the pictures onto his computer and sent me a slideshow. And I could not believe what I saw. I actually had no idea that I'd gotten so fluffy. There was one picture of me in particular that was especially unflattering. I was sitting on the beach, confident as hell, with a solid extra 50 pounds on me. Where had it come from? The worst is that when I gain weight, it goes straight to my face first. So there I was in every picture looking like I was 75% cheeks. 
I had to do something about this. Since my weight was never really something I'd paid much attention to, I didn't really know where to start, but I found this meal plan that pretty much took out sugar completely and had me eating every four hours with a bite of protein first. Apparently, it was supposed to balance out my blood sugar levels or something. Either way, I was all in. After about three months, I'd made some serious progress. I'd lost like 25 pounds. I felt healthier. I looked healthier, but I'd started to plateau and I knew that I had a little bit farther to go before I'd be back to the size I was comfortable with. But how was I going to do it? I'd already done everything that I could. That's when I remembered Mariah Carey. Was a personal trainer really the secret? If it was, it certainly didn't fit into my budget. So I put my thinking cap on. How the hell could I get a personal trainer for free? Hmm. Well, this happened to be during the 2000s at a time when the surgeons of makeover reality TV shows was a thing. It was pretty much shit we really shouldn't have been watching. It would never go over today. Do you remember the original extreme makeover when the makeovers were humans <laughs> or even worse, the swan? Those shows taught us that being born ugly wasn't that bad. All you had to do was spend months in the hospital away from your friends and family, get tens of thousands of dollars worth of surgery without being able to look yourself in the mirror, then return to your life looking completely unrecognizable. And then you'd finally get the love, respect and attention that you craved. On the swan, they even had judges. If you changed enough, you and your new body parts could potentially earn yourself a modeling career. Woohoo, right? Then there was Tyra Banks. Remember that show? Sure, she champions for body inclusivity now. But back then, she actually made a model dress up as an elephant and later made her pose in a coffin full of bacon as the face of gluttony for gaining a couple of pounds. Yeah. Then there was the weight loss shows, The Biggest Loser, X-Weighted, and the one I watched regularly, The Last 10 Pounds Boot Camp. A light bulb went off. What if I applied to be on one of these shows? Then I'd get a personal trainer for free. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of myself for this idea. <laughs> Talk about a woman who knows how to get what she wants, right? It's like going on one bad date and then going, man, the dudes in this city suck. How can I get on The Bachelorette? <laughs> so I hit the internet looking up casting calls and submitted my information to as many as I could find. Then I waited. After a few days with zero replies, I grew impatient. I mean, I really did need my personal trainer. So maybe I needed to try a new approach. I remembered reading that the last 10 pounds was filmed in Vancouver, where I live. So I thought I'd try my luck again with that show. I was more thoughtful about it this time. I took into consideration that they probably received hundreds of submissions a week. So I thought this time I would try harder to stand out. The first time I'd applied, I was just way too vanilla. I didn't put my personality into it and I needed to show up correct. Give them a story, a little pizzazz. You can't see me right now, but I'm totally doing jazz hands. <laughs> so right off the bat, I made this subject line. Are you ready for this? Pillsbury Dough Girl. Yep. What can I say? There was absolutely zero shame in my game. <laughs> then I wrote a story all about how hard it was being me because I was a makeup artist who had to work around beautiful models. And the fact that I had this extra weight just meant I wasn't as confident as I wanted to be. That was a lie. I was actually always confident. But at that point, I was saying what I had to to get myself my free personal trainer. I also told the story all about Grace and working at the Thai restaurant, being called a fat pig by my boss and my coworkers. I knew that in the show, they also always needed a significant event the person was trying to get in shape for. So I said I was planning a trip to Hawaii for my birthday and I wanted to feel cute on the beach, blah, blah, blah. Please help me lose these last 10 pounds. I just can't do it myself. And send. 
after only a couple of days, I received a message from one of the show's producers. They said they liked my story and they wanted me to come into the studio for an on-camera interview so they could see if I would be comfortable on camera. And if so, I'd be approved for my own episode. So a couple of weeks later, I walked into the studio, sat down in front of two giant video cameras and tried to be my best, most charming, most interesting self despite being nervous as fuck. And I guess it worked because I made it onto the show. Yes! Take that, Mariah Carey. So in case you never saw the last 10 pounds, the premise was that each episode followed a different person's weight loss journey. The goal is to lose 10 pounds in only four weeks with the help of a nutritionist, as well as training both on our own and with a personal trainer named Tommy Europe. I'd seen the show many times and every single episode followed the exact same storyline. Someone wants to lose weight, they take measurements, they do an initial workout, give the nutrition plan after two weeks of training and eating right, they do a two-week weigh-in, then they catch the person cheating, which means they get punished with an extra hard workout, and then at the end of the four weeks, they do some kind of a really hard fitness challenge to see how much stronger they've gotten, and then the final weigh-in, they see the results and try to fit into the target outfit that they've been trying to get into since the beginning. The show was so predictable, with the only real variable being how dedicated the contestant was and what their results were, so I told the producers that I wanted mine to be different. Of course I did, right? So before we could start, we needed to take the before shots, which of course I expected. But what I didn't realize was that I'd have to wear this little black sports bra and some bike shorts. Sure, I'd be fine with that now. But back then, my stomach had not seen the light of day. Like I'd had my belly button pierced since I was 13 and literally nobody knew about it except for the handful of very blessed souls who'd been able to see me naked. (laughs) So anyways, they weighed me, took my measurements and then asked me to step onto this little round stage that was surrounded by cameras. I couldn't believe anyone was going to see me standing in this sports bar, especially not on camera. But I told myself this is what I signed up for. So I stepped up on the stage. They told me to stand with my arms away from my body and then it started to move. I looked straight ahead as the camera crew filled me going around and around like a rotisserie chicken. Oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Welcome to day one. (laughs) Next up came the butt kick workout, the first workout that I had to do on camera. This is the part of the show where the viewer gets to see what a weak, out of shape loser you are. The best part was it was done on the beach and nobody looks good working out in the sand. It makes things three times as hard. So I pulled up to the shooting location as Tommy was filming a workout with one of the other contestants. I was on the speakerphone with my sister and I said, oh my gosh, Carly, this looks brutal. It was an army style obstacle course complete with hurdles, kettlebells, burpees, army crawls under some ropes and sprints in the sand. My body hurt just looking at it. I described what I was seeing to my sister and she goes, listen, Jaina, I don't want you being one of those whiny babies who acts like she didn't know she was going to be on a workout show. It's supposed to be hard. Remember that. You asked for this. Go do it and make sure you look strong. She was right. My plan was to do exactly that. But this is where I learned a lot about reality TV and how it works. So I walked up to the obstacle course, said hello to Tommy, the director and the production assistants. I had a surprise for Tommy that I'd asked the producer to set up for me, a megaphone hidden somewhere on the course so that I could pull it out and yell back at him when he was yelling at me. Remember, I said that I wanted my episode to be different. So he set off his blowhorn and I went hard, running through the sand, doing all the challenges that were set out for me. Then once I hit the army crawl dugout, I pulled out my hidden megaphone and yelled, is that all you've got for me, Tony? And he yelled back, oh, I've got a lot more than you can handle. And then I finished the course with a smile on my face despite being sore all over my body. And he asked me, so how do you feel? And I said, I'm sore, but I love it. This is what I signed up for, right? And then he goes, oh, you love it? All right, go do the course again. 
My heart sank, but I thought of what my sister had said, and I did it. I was running back to Tommy with every muscle in my body was regretting being a tough guy. He goes, so now how do you feel? I said, should, should I say bad? Because because I still feel great. <laughs> Note, I in fact did not feel great. He goes, oh, really? Then I want you to sprint to the other side of the beach and back. See that flag way down there? I could barely see the flag. It was so far away. He goes, run there and then come back. My legs were trembling as I ran. He yelled at me, go harder. I said, sprint. That's just a jog. When I came back, I couldn't stand anymore. My legs gave out and I fell in the sand. I said, okay. Okay, my legs feel heavy and tired and my lungs feel like they're about to explode. I'm officially done. Want to know the real piss off? When I saw my episode, they edited it to look like I collapsed in the sand saying I was done after just doing one lap around the course. Welcome to the magic of reality TV, baby. So if you happen to watch this episode and you saw me collapsing after one lap around the obstacle course, just know that that's absolutely not what happened. So frustrating. There's so much I could say about the things that happen behind the scenes that you'd obviously never know from just watching the show. For example, even though I'd been eating healthy enough to lose 25 pounds before going on the show, they wanted me to look really unhealthy. So when they got to my house to film, you know, what was going on in my fridge, they took every bit of healthy food out first. Then on camera, the nutritionist went through what was left, like some condiments and a rotting bag of spinach. And she goes, "Uh, where are all the healthy food options? When I watched the show, I wanted to scream at the TV in a green bin in my living room. What the hell? My favorite was at one point, she took some sprinkles out of my cupboard and said, ah, what are these? Like as if I scarf back cupcake toppings with a spoon. (laughs) At my two week weigh in, it was clear that my hard work had paid off. I'd already lost seven inches and nine pounds. It was so encouraging. And because I'd done so well, they made me get an even smaller target outfit as my goal. Then Tommy took me to a large TV screen with one of the pictures they'd taken of me in the black sports bra. He said, Jaina, you do like to snack and your exercise is pretty irregular. So I'd like to show you something. Then he turned to the TV. That's when they used what looked like the very first version of CGI to stretch that picture of me and add extra chins till I looked like Jabba the Hutt. Then Tommy asked me, so does this remind you of anything? I was confused. What was I supposed to say here? It didn't remind me of anything but Star Wars, but I said, I guess that's kind of how I used to look. My sister died when she saw the episode. She goes, Gina, why the hell did you say that? You never looked like that. I don't know, man. It sucks to be a people pleaser sometimes. I should have said, I don't know what that's supposed to remind me of, but it definitely inspires me to want to keep my health on the right track. I realize now that they were trying to make the point that that's what I could look like if I continued on the path of neglecting my health. Oops. (laughs) After the two-week weigh-in, I was contacted by the director and told that next up, we had to film the cheating scene. They said that they wanted my boyfriend to give me chocolate and then they'd run in and catch me eating it. And I said, absolutely not. For one, that happens in every episode and I wanted mine to be different. For two, I wasn't cheating on my diet, like at all. I was so strict about it, even to the point where when they needed to film shots of me eating my unhealthy food, I wouldn't even finish chewing it. So I was incredibly strict and that's how I was getting the results that I had. So I would not let them film me cheating on camera because it just simply wasn't the truth. 
Lastly, my boyfriend had been so supportive of me up to that point, he would never have agreed to looking like he was the guy who would give me chocolate while I'm in the middle of trying to lose weight on TV. I dug my heels in. I said, I'm absolutely not filming that. So they said, all right, fine. We'll film a temptation scene where instead one of your clients will bring you chocolate and you can pass on it. And that's what we did. So anyways, I worked my ass off for those four weeks. I trained every day, some days twice. The show gave us access to personal trainers all over the city since Tommy had a really busy schedule and we wouldn't always be able to work out with him. And I took full advantage of it. Trust me. My final challenge was that I had to run up Mount Seymour in the snow wearing snowshoes and a backpack that had 10 pounds of peanut butter and chocolate that was supposed to represent the weight that I'd already lost in the first two weeks. What they didn't show on TV was that the camera crew also needed help with their battery packs, so I had all their shit in my bag as well. In other words, it was far more than 10 pounds. I made it to the top of that mountain. I put the bag down and had to fight back tears. I'd done it. I wasn't exactly sure what I'd done yet, but I definitely felt unstoppable. For the final weigh-in, my sister flew into town to join me, and my boyfriend arranged a dinner for all my friends afterwards. The invite said, come watch Jaina eat cake. (laughs) I was astonished to learn that after only four weeks, I'd lost 15 pounds and 11 inches. It's kind of incredible if you think of it. Of course, in TV land, you film, and then it takes ages before the episode actually airs because they need time to edit, etc. So I decided that I was going to watch the first airing of it all by myself before I told anyone that I was on the show because what if I looked stupid, right? The one thing I didn't realize when I signed up for this show was that it was going to play over and over and over. Like Slice Network would play it three to five times a day every couple of weeks for years. So in other words, everybody saw it. (laughs) I'll never forget the time I went to a booking and this groom said, I think I recognize you. My fiance watches that show, Last 10 Pounds Bootcamp. Were you on it? This went on, no joke, for five years. Then the show would sell to other networks in the United States that would also play. So my belly in that sports bra haunted me far longer than I'd ever anticipated. I probably should have just bought a P90X program and saved myself the embarrassment. But hey, if I'd done that, I wouldn't have this story to tell, right? Do it for the story. Do it for the story. So now, when I decided I was going to share this story with you, I knew that I had to watch that episode again. So I blew the dust off of it and subjected myself to 25 minutes of cringe. I mean, right off the bat, when they introduced me, there's my face on the screen. Underneath it says, Jaina Marie, subtitle, She's She's Nuts nuts About nuts. Nuts. Yeah, because I liked peanut butter. Thanks, guys. Thanks for that. (laughs) I had super short platinum blonde hair. My eyebrows were almost non-existent and my fashion sense was just as bad. (laughs) I was so weak physically, too. I can't remember a time when I couldn't hold a plank or do a squat, but that was obviously the case at one point because there I was on camera, weak as fuck. So much has changed in the 15 years since we filmed that. And when I look back now... It almost feels like I'm watching someone else. My sister watched the episode this week, too. And when my niece happened to see it on the TV, she goes, there's no way that's Auntie Jaina. The main difference wasn't even the way I looked or my physical abilities. I mean, the essence of Jaina was always there. Like, I've always had, you know, some spunk. I've always had the determination for success. But back then, it was packaged as a very weak, small person, afraid of taking up space. I'd very recently got out of a mentally abusive marriage at the time, and you can definitely see it in my mannerisms and the way that I carried myself. 
I wasn't bold. I wasn't confident. I wasn't sure of myself at all. I most certainly wasn't the Jaina speaking to you today. So I guess what I'm saying is you don't need to watch the show to see the transformation from then till now. You could hear it in my voice. I spoke so softly, almost like I didn't think you wanted to hear me speak. Here, check it out. Hey, 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 skinny. End of the road. You ready? Okay, ready. Then let's do this. Waist, 30 inches. All right, you've lost five inches. <laughs> That's awesome. That's seven already. Hips, 36. You've lost four inches off your hips, and that's 11 inches in total you've lost. 11 inches? <laughs> After four weeks, your weight, mm -hmm. 134 pounds. <laughs> what? That's right. Take a look. Jaina, you've lost 15 pounds. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Congratulations. Wow, thank you so much. <laughs> I didn't think I could lose 15 pounds. That's crazy. <laughs> Who wears short shorts? Jaina wears short shorts. So while I watched myself from 15 years ago, I thought, you know what? I have listeners who are moving in this world exactly like that right now. Apologetic, beaten down, cautious, playing small, but also so full of potential. If that's you, I want you to know that you won't always feel this way. You will heal. You will stand taller. Confidence, boldness, big lash energy, <laughs> they're all attainable. You just have to keep fighting the good fight, keep putting one foot in front of the other. The more battles you win, the stronger you'll feel. And eventually, I promise, you will get your voice back. <sighs> I did. Today, I'm the same weight I was at the end of that show after a whole bunch of roller coaster ups and downs, but I'm not the same person that I was back then at all. Not only have I found my own voice, learned how to speak up for myself, but I've also found this microphone and now I have the ability to be a voice for others too. Now that I've found my voice, honey, I'm turning the volume all the way up. But to the ones who are listening, who are sitting in the shadows right now, not quite confident enough to stand in your light for whatever reason, I see you. I was you. So please, don't label yourself as broken, insecure, or unconfident. This really can be just a blip on the radar. Honey, your time is coming. Now finally, to Grace and everyone at the Thai restaurant who called me Fat Pig. To my ex, who when I asked what he wanted for Christmas, he said, for you to lose weight. <laughs> to the guy who said, I loved you even when you were 175 pounds. The best weight I ever lost was the weight of your stupid opinions. <laughs> so we're doing this Big Lash Energy, Jaina. So proud of you. You have that winning attitude you always have. It was a great episode. Number one, getting to know you. Number two, seeing you bust your ass. And number three, seeing you continue to bust your ass. So keep on going. I'll be watching out for you. Thank you so much for pressing play today. Before I go, I am gonna let you in on a little tiny secret that I'm probably gonna regret later. But 
my episode is still available online to be downloaded. If you find it or hell, even if you've already seen it from when it was originally released, hit me up. Let me know what you think. We can laugh at it together. Oh, and if you have a couple seconds after you're done listening to this, could you pretty please write a little review or even just pop us a little five-star rating? We would so appreciate it. And if you love this episode and think you know someone who might benefit from hearing it, could you pretty please share this with them? I hear every time you do, a scale evaporates. It's true. (laughs) Until we speak next time, please go be your most fabulous self. And don't forget to spread that badass Big Lash energy everywhere you go. Thank you so much. Big Lash energy. Could you make me up right now?